Hi, dear friend. Thank you for tuning in into Faith FM Draft Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. Friends, this is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Fabiano Nyonghuru, currently ministering here in South Australia at uh, both Meros Park Seventh-day Adventist Church as well as Sanai Seventh-day Adventist Church Company here in Davern Park, South Australia. And right now we are live from Prospect, uh, where uh, the Seventh-day Adventist Church uh, Administration, otherwise known as the Conference, is situated. And uh, we're here uh, in, the, uh, in, in a very uh, rather cool room. Uh, not like outside. Uh, for those who are in Adelaide or those who are able to check um, the weather, it's yeah, it's gone over the roof. It's way too hot. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's not a, a, a um, the nicest weather to be uh, yeah to be into at the moment. Um, I feel for those who are working from outside. I uh, looked at the UV index and it's definitely not good. So, <laughs> but this week we have been uh, discussing under this uh, this uh, theme: prophecy, the Bible, and Nostradamus. Now, some of you may never have heard of who Nostradamus is, uh, but we'll uh, maybe uh, briefly just, I guess, bring everyone up to speed with that. Uh, and today, however, we'll be focusing on this uh, topic: Did Christ trust? the Old Testament, and the ancient prophets. Did he trust them? That's the question. Uh, during this week, we've been exploring a number of topics, and uh, if you've missed any of the pro- uh, uh, topics, you can actually go to faithfm.com.au, and you'll be able to listen to those. And, um, you know, topics such as how reliable is Bible prophecy, uh, and many more. Um, and so, friends... Uh, if you would like to interact with us, you can actually write to us. Uh, the number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight eleven. And here in the studio, I am with Pastor Hugh Hinnan. How are you doing, Pastor Hugh? Oh, I'm doing really well, Fabiano. And yeah. it's uh, <clears throat> really good to be with you all on what, as you've rightly pointed out, is a very hot day. And it's yes. one of those braces of days where you yes. get uh, 40 plus degrees, uh, one right. after the other. Yes. Um, but uh, look, I've got a, I've actually got a cold right now. So <laughs> I guess I'm not so great, but I'm feeling good because the hot weather is mm. clearing out all the nasal passages mm. and yeah. and uh, helping me to survive. So <laughs> that's it. Uh, so I guess there's always a silver lining to every cloud, isn't there? That is. Is correct. Yes. That is correct. And so, yes, uh, friends, uh, Pastor Hugh is a regular on the Faith FM program, and um, uh, we would like to uh, be able to uh, encourage as many as are able to. Uh, you know, if you have a question for Pastor Hugh as we discuss on the topic of today, please uh, do write to us on 04888-0811. But uh, I would like to just open up with an article uh, that I found. I was, I was actually debating between two articles, but one about the revival that is happening there in the U.S. But then I found this other article, which I think is even more exciting because it has something to do with the Old Testament. And our topic, uh, I mean, to, if you... Uh, remember the topic did Christ trust the Old Testament and the ancient prophets well there's an article here that says King David's name might have been found on 2,900 year old slab uh, now this was uh, written and reported on number on a number of uh, news outlets such as Christian Headlines Jerusalem Post uh, Altier I believe that's how you pronounce it and I just thought I'll read it from Altier today 
uh, take a break from the Christian Post, uh, Christian headlines rather. Um, and uh, so this is what it says. New research made uh, on the ancient Misha Stille, or Stille uh, might have uncovered an extra biblical reference to King David. Uh, in their article, uh, Mesha's Stille and the House of David, published in the winter edition of the Biblical Archaeology Review, scholars Andre Lemaire, I believe that's how you pronounce it, it seems like a French name, and Jean Philippe uh, Delome, oh, I'm pushing my French over there. <laughs> so I claim this reference could indicate the biblical king was an actual historical figure. In the 9th century BC, that is before Christ, uh, the Moabite king Mesher set up a stele in his capital, uh, Dibon, modern Diban in Jordan. The stone slab chronicled his military uh, victories over his enemies, including Israel, and scholars claim possibly Judah referred to, the, to as the House of David. Unfortunately, the portion of the stele that might mention the biblical King David as the founder of Judah's dynasty uh, uh, has been damaged. Uh, that's making the reading of the House of David line, which is line 31 of the stele, to be precise, a little bit uncertain. Um, but the Meshastele, also known as the Moabite Stone, was discovered in 1868 and suffered damage in 1869. But an impression of the whole inscription was made before the damage, allowing the original word words rather to be deciphered. Now, this is it. The new photographic evidence of both the impression and the stone itself has convinced Lemaire and Delomi that it does indeed, it does indeed mention the house of David, the, the dynasty uh, established by King David of the Bible. I wish we could continue reading, but friends, this is quite interesting because uh, King David is one of the prominent uh, biblical uh, figures, um, um, characters, uh, uh, or historical figure in the Old Testament. He is uh, well known. And um, now today, uh, Christians have a Bible that uh, is divided in two uh, divisions. One division is called the Old Testament. Another is called the New Testament. And uh, seeing that uh, most people tend to read more about the New Testament, so they wonder, uh, you know, how or how they should read or what they should do about the Old Testament. Uh, and, uh, you know, we believe that the whole Bible, um, the Old and the New, is actually God's Word. Um, but once again, because of today's question, um, how should we regard the Old Testament? Uh, and what does this new evidence, uh, um, um, uh, what does it tell us? Um, what confidence does it give us in, you know, uh, uh, regarding the scriptures? Uh, and even in the light of what we'll be talking about today, about the prophets, and we, and we know that the Old Testament is full of many prophets, what does this do to our understanding of the Old Testament and the real, reliability of the Old Testament? What do you think, Pastor Hugh? <clears throat> yeah, I think that uh, it's true to say that Archaeology, as well as you know, primary and secondary historical sources, have always played a very important part when it comes to uh, ascertaining what's happened in history. You know, what's right. happened here too for? Because uh, yeah. uh, who are we to know? We we live in a bubble within time, yes. uh, and we need these solid evidences. And mm. uh, it's it's wonderful to think that despite all the many civilizations that have existed right. uh, there in the middle Middle East yeah. and many many layers, uh, one on top of the other, mm. that despite all of that, 
uh, almost like looking for a needle in a haystack sometimes, <laughs> that there has turned out to be a, a, a I guess, a, a plethora of evidences Wonderful. for Scripture yeah. and for what the Bible has recorded for us. In fact, the Bible has recorded things for us that have come down to us today mm. that uh, ha- if it weren't for the Bible would have been lost right, right. Uh, to, to uh, our understanding and yes. <clears throat> we wouldn't have had the understanding that we do have of antiquity as a result. Mm. So um, that's really important to note. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, when archaeology comes along, uh, and says, hey, we found this evidence and that evidence. Right. It corresponds with and it co- collaborates with, if you will, or yeah. corroborates rather, uh, the scriptural evidence itself. Uh, and this is just simply another example, isn't it? And we yes. see it in the life of David. Now, uh, this is not the only evidence for, for the life of David, is yeah. it? We, we've yeah. come across quite That's a right. number of these. Yes. <clears throat> and what I find quite ironic, of course, is that uh, uh, David as a, as a personage, a historical person, that <clears throat> he's another example of question marks and of doubts that have existed in the minds right. of some, including uh, scholars, okay. uh, until archaeology has come along and said, well, actually, here's various evidences for his actual lived existence. And right. this is just simply another of now a series of such evidences that date back to the period uh, yes. of the of his prominence there in right. the, uh, uh, I guess you'd say, the 10th and 9th centuries BC. Mm. So it's wonderful right. to think that, uh, that we're finding these, <laughs> or rather, sorry, I guess you'd say the 11th and 10th centuries BC, wouldn't you? Um, but but it's, it's, it's phenomenal to think yeah. that uh, we are now unearthing uh, these discoveries by secular mm. historians evidencing yep. the biblical text. That's right. Mm. Yeah, no, that's quite amazing. And um, today we'll be discussing under uh, you know a topic that leads us back to the Old Testament once again. And uh, uh, there has been a number of solid evidences, as uh, Pastor Hugh has pointed out, that uh, gives us confidence in the scripture as a whole, including the Old Testament, and um, and that is good to know. But th- then we're asking the question today: Did Christ trust the Old Testament <laughs> and the ancient prophets? Now, um, I believe, I guess, from uh, what uh, we've shared uh, thus far, we, you you get an understanding that uh, we do. Uh, and but the question still remains: Did Christ trust the Old Testament and the ancient prophets? You see what Jesus believes in what jesus uh, uh instructs us uh to do uh everything that jesus uh did or or or, uh, or said is something that uh, as a christian i believe in 100 percent. it's something and, and whatever he did it's something that i seek to uh, imitate and so this is a very important question for every christian out there because we are named after christ yes. so we need to do and follow you know in his example yes. so yeah the question therefore is a very important question did christ trust the old testament and the ancient prophets but before we could go any further then we need to pray we need to ask God for uh, 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 help, uh, you know, to uh, give us uh, clarity, understanding, and to uh, uh, and the Holy Spirit to impress our minds with truth, so, uh, because we believe that it is the truth which will set us free. So I will ask Pastor Hugh, if you uh, do not mind opening up with prayer, uh, uh, inviting the Holy Spirit to lead us. Thanks, Fabiano. Let's let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you so much for the person of Jesus, the most uh, impressive, <clears throat> the most compassionate, the most uh, prophesied and the most significant figure in human history, someone that mm-hmm. we still find inspiration from all these many years later. And yes, for the, for many of our listeners, uh, the, the person whose name we still carry as Christians or Christians, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so, Father, we just want to thank you for the person of Jesus. We want to thank you also for those who have been heroes of the faith before, Uh, 
before Christ that pointed the way towards Christ and prophesied of his coming. And yes, we spoke of David before. Uh, and so we thank you for the evidences that have been found, uh, such as, uh, Lord, the, the Mesha Stele, but also, Father, others such as the Taldan Stele and, and many others mm. that, that point to the person of David, his legacy through history, but ultimately uh, the, uh, the fulfillment many centuries and generations later, uh, of uh, the prophecies that he gave regarding Jesus that were fulfilled in him and that which give us hope for today. So thank you, Father, that we are not just people who live for the moment, who live for today, but who find purpose uh, in the past and who find hope in the future. So, Father, thank you for hearing our prayer. Please lead us, we ask, in this time in your word, and may it, Father, enlighten our mind and change our lives, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Dear listener, I have a giveaway to, uh, to give today. And for those who are listening, those who are keen, please do stay with us. We will let you know how to get uh, uh, this, uh, this, uh, this free offer. But we would like you to stay with us. You know, we uh, encourage you to send your uh, prayer requests uh, or even let us know where you're listening from uh, using the same number, 04888 uh, And uh, please do interact with us. Raise some questions. Let's wrestle with some questions together. Uh, and uh, once again, it's always comforting and uh, good to know that there is someone uh, on the other end of the line and, uh, you know, listening. And so thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, for the next uh, uh, 40-something minutes, uh, we hope that uh, we can study from Scripture together. But let us uh, just start up with a song as we prepare ourselves. So please do stay with us. Here's a song by um, Keith Kristen Getty. Speak, O Lord. Uh, we'll have that one first, and then we'll come back to, uh, to, um, to our program. So please do stay with us, and then we'll be right back. Cause a faith to rise, cause 
made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Draft Time, big Q&A with Fabiano in the studio, as well as Pastor Hugh Hinnan, uh, who will be leading us and guiding us in our study uh, for today. Our uh, program today, my friend, is once again a continuation a continuation in the series of uh, Prophecy, the Bible, and Nostradamus. Uh, today, however, we'll be focusing on the Topic, uh, question topic, which is, did Christ trust the Old Testament and the ancient prophets? But I understand that there might be people tuning in for the first time and they probably, you know, have missed some of the other uh, presentations. And I would just like to maybe start by asking Pastor Hugh, um, this word, prophecy, and uh, the fulfillment of prophecy, uh, and Nostradamus and maybe other interesting figures which uh, uh, many people have heard about when they think about prophecy uh, like um, uh, the one that uh, many people tend to think about for example when they think about the, the fulfillment of uh, Daniel uh, the, um, the chapter that speaks about the uh, uh, abomination of desolation uh, just trying to remember the figure that is sometimes uh, proposed but yeah when when we think about prophecy and these uh, figures, uh, what, how can we make sense of these? Uh, what are, what are these, uh, for maybe a person who's never heard about prophecy in Osodamas and, and so forth? How can we make sense of this before we even get into the other, uh, uh important question? Yeah, no, great series of questions there, Fabiano. And, uh, you know, uh, first of all, a little apologies to our listeners <clears throat> because, uh, as I mentioned before, I've got a bit of cold. So if, if what you're hearing is, I guess, a, a throaty, raspy authenticity to, to what I'm saying, uh, then that's, that's as it should be. Uh, uh, but hopefully also some clarity as well. Mm. Hey, look, so with with regards to your question, really important question to ask. And I think something which we often miss when we talk about prophecy yes. is that so often we focus upon uh, prognostication. Oh, we talk that's about, a big word. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we talk about uh, prediction. Right, you know, and we, right. And we say, uh, well, in a very detached sense almost. Yes. Somewhat yes. even clinical, what's going to happen in the future? Uh-huh. And, and as a pursuit, um, that's of interest, but it can also be somewhat hollow. And I right. think what's really more important is what the Bible refers to when it talks about prophecy yes. because the Bible talks about prophecy yes secondarily as what I've described as being something predictive something right. uh, you know how, what's going to happen in the future or things after this right. but primarily it's about <clears throat> encouraging yes. strengthening and comforting okay. those who are reading or hearing these prophecies right here and now in the present <clears throat> and so often so in another words sorry to interrupt so yeah. in other words prophecy or prophetic writings aren't necessarily just uh, uh, writings for people who will live in the future but it's a message also for well, first and foremost for people living today is that what you're saying yes that's right okay. but not in just some some sort of somewhat Detached or academic okay. sense, but yes. but in a very personal and uh, deeply comforting and right. reassuring way. Mm. Uh, not just to think, oh well, this is what's going to happen to my uh, future uh, descendants, but this is what um, is of comfort to me even now today. Right. Now that's the thing that makes the Bible so different. It's not just simply someone coming along and saying, well, I predict this for notoriety's sake or be, you know for the sake of uh, making a big splash and a big name for some for oneself, but okay. but rather instead. I'm sharing this message with you prophetically yes. so that you can be encouraged and strengthened and built up yes. and and ready for the rigors of today, let alone mm. for what's going to happen in the future. Yes. And so the Bible is um, <clears throat> is not to be, merely be read as a book of 
future-oriented predictions. Right. Uh, that is something that's very much secondary to the purposes of the Bible. The purpose of the Bible is, of course, to bring us into a relationship with the God of the universe who brought all things into existence, yes. uh, who is the God of the past and the present and the future that's and right. of you and me, wow. and has made himself known in a very uh, in, in, in terms of uh, the very personification of love, the mm. incarnation of who he is himself through the person of Jesus Christ. Right. And, and so uh, it's all about leading us into a relationship with someone who loves us so deeply and, and to the uttermost. Wow. Um, <clears throat> so with that backdrop, yes, uh, I think it's really important for us to, uh, to consider when this topic came up and we were asked to talk on this topic uh-huh. of you know, the Bible and prophecy and Nostradamus, yes. um, <clears throat> I found that quite intriguing. Yes. And so I'm glad that it's been married together with today's topic of you know, Jesus and did he trust the Old Testament or the Tanakh, Yes. The Hebrew Bible of his day, uh, and uh, the prophets of old. Right. I think that's a really important connection to make, to marry those two things together. Because look, when I was younger, yes. I had a great interest in prophecy. Right. Uh, anyone with a modicum of intelligence uh-huh. is not going to be content with just knowing about <clears throat> their circumstances here and now. They want to, want to know where they've come from, mm. about the past, mm. and they want to know where we're headed, uh, about the future, right. uh, and, and finding our place within the bigger picture. Okay. And uh, that was certainly true for my exploration as a, as a early teen, mid-teens, uh, adolescent. Uh, and my mother knew this. Uh, she wasn't a believer. She, uh, okay. she wasn't a, uh, what she'd call a Christian at the time. Yes. Uh, but she bought me the complete works of Nostradamus. And so to right. this day, I have you know the complete works of Nostradamus, and I delve quite deeply into them at the time and, uh, and for some while after. And, and what I found really interesting about his works were uh-huh. clearly this is someone coming from a Jewish background okay. whose father converted to Catholicism, right. uh, the generation before him, <clears throat> and was subject to the Inquisition. Uh, and so right. he, he made some of what he had to say a little bit uh, unclear, shall we say. Mm, mm. But his methods were fascinating. Uh, mostly for how opaque and uh, uh, vague and ambiguous they were. His quatrains or his poems or verses of four lines each at a Uh time, and and he wrote nearly a thousand of these, uh, they are notorious for for being hard to unpack and to fully understand. In fact, how they could be applicable to almost anything. So, so, sorry, um, that's quite interesting. I've never read Mm. writings. I've heard about the person, but I've never actually... Uh, done any research on him or his writings, but that just reminds me of what some of the uh, things uh, a lot of people have been telling me, uh, which is um, uh, a number of uh, um, prophetic sounding videos and stories that are, you know, now in the media. And mm. most of them, yeah, like you're saying, they sound a bit. You know, spooky, vague, opaque. You know, it just—it's out there now. It's the thing of today, yes. uh, and and especially some of the younger people who are also like uh, uh, interested in the um, in the knowledge. They want mm. to know mm. what's coming. They want <laughs> to be in the know. Yes. So it sounds like um, at that time when you were reading, and 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 it sounds like what you were reading, it's very similar to what some people are watching on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And some, and, and similar to what some people are actually like plugged into and they're really mm. into these things. That's quite interesting. It, yeah, it is. And, and it's, it's, uh, totally, uh, understandable, isn't it? To yeah. think that people want to know what's going on, trying yeah. to make sense of the world around them. Uh-huh. Uh, and people will turn to all sorts of manner of sources. And if they think that uh, someone with any kind of authority or, right. uh, or, or, 
prestige uh, or uh, you know, some notable person is is referring to Nostradamus or Michel right. de Nostradamus, then they're going to say, well, maybe he's worthwhile looking into. Now, mm-hmm. I hasten to add <clears throat> that we probably don't have time to look at that today okay. because that has been looked at earlier this week. And, and yes. uh, for our listeners' sake, if you go back and you look on Faith FM on the website, you will come across – uh, where either now already or <clears throat> in the days to come, sorry again for my cold. That's all right. That uh, there are whole topics on this in this week's uh, expose. So mm. uh, on Drive Time Big Q&A, we've covered things like, should I trust Nostradamus? Mm. Uh, and, and so a lot of what we could say about this is already covered there. But what I will That's say good. to our listeners on a personal note is that when I – I was looking at Nostradamus, I was also simultaneously looking at the Bible. Right. Uh, and what I found was that the two were like chalk and cheese, like night and day, because when it comes to Nostradamus, very vague, opaque, mm. uh, easily applicable to many different scenarios, yes. uh, oftentimes can seem to be rather obscurantist. But when you look at the Bible, <clears throat> you find something which, uh, many prophecies which are big picture, very center stage of history, that show chronology, that show sequence, that are uh, easy to understand. Understand okay. uh, that have been easily applied and seen to be fulfilled in a very uh, self-evident or very objective way. Wonderful. And <clears throat> in fact, to the extent that you can begin to see how unerring it is in and precise in its fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Uh, indeed, <clears throat> that uh, uh, even where there are parts of the Bible that are hard to understand, yes. as opposed to Nostradamus. Uh-huh. The Bible contains many keys to prophecy, mm. um, and so it will say, "Look, you know, this is this is an interpretive key, or this is a symbol that right. can be used elsewhere, wherever you find this symbol, to uh, unlock the meaning, the prophetic meaning of what's in view here within the scriptures." Quite interesting. Um, and and so when I compared and I looked at both of these texts together, this is my own personal experience, and okay. I challenge the listener to to do this themselves as well. That's right. You, you will, I, I would suggest, find that <clears throat> the Bible is. Where, where Nostradamus is unclear, the Bible is clear. Where Nostradamus is vague, the Bible is very uh, pertinent and pointed. And mm. and where Nostradamus uh, brings uncertainty, the Bible brings greater certainty and hope for tomorrow. Wow. So uh, in, in just saying that very quickly, <clears throat> I just want to uh, perhaps give us a bit of an overview as to where we might go today. And that is right. to suggest that for those of you who are already followers of Christ, already yes. Having the name of Christ in your name, so to yes. speak, you know, being Christians, uh-huh. uh, as Fabiano you were saying before, um, then if you've got hope in the Bible and trust in the Bible already, mm-hmm. then uh, I'd like to share what the Bible has to say about someone like Nostradamus. Right. And then, second to that, for all of our listeners to look at, well, yes, did Jesus, as someone in fact that Nostradamus uh, publicly stated he respected, mm. what did Jesus have to say about the Old Testament right. and about the prophets and how reliable they were? Wonderful. So first That's of good. all, mm. yeah, for those of us who already have trust yeah. within the Scriptures and the rest of us who want to listen in and press in close, um, the Bible has this to say in Deuteronomy uh-huh. chapter 18. In fact, the Bible has what you might term seven tests of a prophet <clears throat> to see oh, if a prophet good. is false or whether a prophet is true. And I'll just take a look at a few of these okay. um, uh, here in Deuteronomy 18. And, and from verses 9 to 12, it points out here that that occult practices <clears throat> were to be considered abominable. Right. That uh, if a person was practicing occultic, uh, uh, occultically, then they were, uh, in fact, someone that they were to avoid. 
uh-huh. and in fact was therefore a false prophet. Right. I went to listen to this person. Okay. Uh, and so it's really interesting when you compare that to Nostradamus. Nostradamus was involved in the occult. Right. Uh, he was someone who uh, popularly is thought, this may or may not be true, but yeah. he was thought to be someone who gazed uh, for long periods of time into the flame. So he's a flame mm. gazer and, and his mind would drift and, and move to all sorts of pictures and images mm. and he would then on the basis of that write down his various quatrains. Now, <clears throat> this was not the only method that we understand he may have used, right. but uh, th- certainly he was very much involved with the occult irrespective of uh, which method he is reputed to have used or not. Mm. Um, yeah. Further on down in the text there in Deuteronomy 18, uh-huh. <clears throat> uh, we re- sorry again for the voice, it's but right. uh, here in Deuteronomy 18, it points out that uh, uh, in verse 20, uh, or rather verse 19, I myself, says the Lord, will call to account anyone who does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my name. But a prophet who presumes to speak in my name, anything I have not commanded, or a prophet who speaks in the name of other gods, is to be put to death. And this is really instructive for us, because yeah. um, if you've already gained trust in the Bible as as a document which uh, is unerring and precise and clear in its, in its prophetic uh, fulfillments, yes. uh, then you'll understand that uh, <clears throat> this is a very important test. Wonderful. If a prophet presumes to speak in God's name... Mm. Um, Anything that God has not commanded, uh, then, or in the name of other gods, then this is a false prophet. This yeah. is not truly a prophet of God. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but what the underlying premise of this is that he must speak in the name of God to be a true prophet. Right. Nostradamus did not speak in the name of God when he prophesied. He didn't speak in the mm. name of Christ when he prophesied. He spoke in his own name. Okay. So this is another indication, biblically speaking, for those who yes. uh, who are followers of Christ. Aha. Right. Okay. This is another test that Nostradamus doesn't pass. Yes. Uh, that he was a therefore a false prophet. Right. Uh, now, <clears throat> and then and also, if what a prophet proclaims, verse twenty-two, in the name of the Lord does not take place or come true, that is a message that the Lord has not spoken. Wonderful. Um, now, as I was saying before, Nostradamus with his quatrains, yeah. it's very difficult to say with any great confidence or certainty yes. as to how to apply them. Now, there would, there would be those who would dispute that, who've okay. come to conclusions of their own, right. but um, most people would agree that it's it's difficult to have consensus around what he is even referring to in terms of history that was yet to happen. In other words, oh, wow. what's going to happen in the future. Okay. Uh, and, and so it's very much a matter of very highly uh, subjective, personalized interpretation that is mm. often uh, determined by the circumstances an individual is living in as to how right. they would apply, apply Nostradamus's prophecy. So they can apl- okay. be applied in a very disparate uh, series of ways. But mm. when it comes to the Bible, <clears throat> the Bible interprets yes. itself. Yes. The Bible makes clear what it's speaking about. Oh, that's good. And it talks in big picture and in an unmistakable yeah. way. So um, I think it's really important for us to consider uh, this fact first, or these series yes. of facts first, before we move on to something of greater interest to all of us as mm. listeners, and that is, well, what does Jesus then say? Right. He obviously doesn't refer to Nostradamus or any other source, <laughs> even, right. or any other source from before his time directly as such, but uh-huh. he refers time and time again to the Bible, to, to the, the Bible of his right. the Old Testament. 
Oh, that's and wonderful. We'll take a look at that in a few moments. Yeah, and uh, that's good to hear. Thank you, uh, Pastor Hugh, for uh, really helping us to understand uh, the differences between you know Nostradamus and his writings and the Bible. A big difference, you know. And based on the text which you have just read out to us, really, um, I pr- pray and hope that we can all put confidence in the Bible, and and the Bible provides that clarity, mm. uh, and uh, it's trustworthy and so forth. And so. Praise God. Um, at least now, with those who are listening, we understand a bit about uh, Nostradamus. Um, but uh, I know that there are those who uh, maybe like Pastor Hugh who have read these writings or even maybe other people's writings and they've uh, pondered on the question of prophecy uh, and the reliability of the Bible. But um, uh, from what we have just uh, uh, looked at, obviously, we, we've only scratched the surface. Mm. Uh, if you go back to the previous uh, presentations in this uh, theme, uh, uh, you will be able to um, uh, gain more understanding and uh, uh, be able, by God's grace, to trust more in the Bible and the, the prophecies of the Bible uh, and so forth. So I guess we are moving on now and we are launching now into uh, that space where we look at the Old Testament uh, and uh, whether Christ trusted the Old Testament uh, because this is, not, this is now uh, very important even for um you know, uh, Christians today, because sometimes uh, questions like, uh, you know, should we trust or still follow the teachings of the Old Testament pop up. Um, mm. And uh, so it is important, therefore, that uh, we uh, look at whether Jesus himself trusted the Old Testament. Mm. Yeah. So maybe, uh, Pastor Hugh, uh, you can share with us, therefore, um, uh, you know, text from <coughs> scriptures uh, that give us that understanding, uh, that yes. clarity um, as to whether, yeah, Jesus trusted in the Bible. And f- sorry, and for those who are also listening online, please feel free, uh, comment, uh, you know, share your thoughts uh, and uh, let's have it, you know, a virtual and uh, reality kind of a discussion, if that makes sense, like here mm. in the studio, as well as those who are on the ra- uh, listening, wherever they are listening from, so we can have uh, uh, that kind of a hybrid uh, discussion as well. Yeah, so take it away, uh, Pastor Hugh. Yeah, so, so Fabiano, I think it's really important for us again to note that, <clears throat> that you know, Nostradamus escaped, I guess you could say, much of the Inquisition right. because he referred to himself as a follower of Christ uh-huh. and he respected Christ right. uh, and, uh, and thus avoided the, the wrath of the Inquisition, I guess you could say. Now, right. um, but what did Jesus himself, what was Jesus' practice? Right, yes. Now, when it comes to Jesus, uh, he had so many sources he could have turned towards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were, there were various allusions or various, um, <clears throat> I guess, uh, illustrative stories that Jesus told that drew okay. upon the yep. ideas that were present in his time and before his time. Yes. But time and again, consistently and directly, right. he would quote from the Bible. From the from, Bible. From the yeah. Old Testament. Yeah. Uh, as we would call it, but the Bible of his time. And, and so, for example, we read in uh, John chapter 5 uh-huh. uh, that here in the Gospels, Jesus is, is recorded as saying that, uh, speaking to those around him, you study the Scriptures, and of course that's the Old Testament, yes. diligently, because you think that in them you have eternal life. Mm. These are the very Scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Wow. What verse was that? Just for so those John who are fo- chapter following? 5, verse 39. 39. Wonderful. Yeah. <clears throat> so in yeah. other words, Jesus is saying that uh, you know, the Scriptures are reliable yes. uh, and that it's good for us to study them diligently to have eternal life. Right. But if... If we read, only read them for the purpose of yes. reading them and understanding them historically or looking at them predictively and so on, right. but we miss 
the person they're talking about. We miss mm. a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Right. Then we've missed the whole point of the Bible itself. So Jesus yeah. uh, had such great confidence in the Old Testament. Right. Right. Uh, to the extent that he was saying that this is the these are the scriptures that speak of me. Wow, that's yeah. quite amazing. So if you want to get a, yeah. the clearest possible picture you can of Jesus, uh-huh. you can go back to the Old Testament, yeah. and you're going to get this mosaic, this beautiful big picture of the many aspects of who Jesus is. Mm. And then you come to the New Testament, you see them fulfilled in his life, Wow! and then you say, ah, oh, yeah, now I'm getting the clearest possible picture of the one who is the, the, the incarnate, in yes. the flesh, representation of, of God and his love for me. Mm. That gives me purpose for today and hope for tomorrow. So, right. so there's no better place to go than the Old Testament and then to see it fulfilled in the New Testament and to see that all Scripture, as, yes. as Paul says to Timothy, all Scripture, 1 Timothy uh, chapter 3, verse 16. That's right. Um, that uh, all Scripture is God-breathed yes. and is useful and instructive uh, for, for re- reproof and for correction and so on. So it's really important for us uh-huh. to, to understand that the Old Testament is so very, very important to Jesus. It's reliable That's right. uh, and dependable. When we come over to Luke, to the Gospel uh-huh. of Luke, <clears throat> we see there that after the resurrection, right. Jesus is still saying, ah, go look at the writings the, of the Old Testament. Of the Old Testament. Look at right. the Torah. Yes. Uh, look at what Moses had to say. Look at the uh, the Nebayim or what the prophets had to say. Look at mm. the Ketubim or what the, the, the wisdom sayings have to say about Referencing, right? That's quite interesting. All the way through, yeah. he, he would do this. And, and so we see this here, uh, for example, in Luke 24. Right. Uh, in Luke 24, Jesus is walking alongside of some disciples uh-huh. on the road to Emmaus. I don't recognize who he is, um, but uh, Jesus becomes distinctively who it becomes distinctively clear who Jesus is as they listen to him speak about the Old Testament. The mm. Old Testament is is so much in keeping with the character of Christ. Yes, it's not separate to right. Uh, it, it is full of grace and it is full of mercy, despite what people may have told you. <laughs> it is okay. it is in keeping so much with the character of Christ, yes. so interwoven with who he is, right. that that it's as they listen to him in, more and more on that road to Emmaus, that they become it becomes clear in their mind, this is actually Jesus. And so by the wow. time he breaks bread, mm. it's you. And then he was gone. So, But Jesus had this to say. Yeah. He says to them in Luke 24, uh-huh. he says that uh, verse 26, he says, Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things? that they had been talking to him about, right. and then enter his glory. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them mm. what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. So, that's, so that's we amazing. see there that, that um, for Jesus, uh-huh. <clears throat> that uh, the one that Nostradamus would point to sometimes, uh-huh. either to get himself out of jail, <laughs> uh, but also uh, because I think in some ways he, he actually did admire Jesus genuinely mm, wow. um, as, a, as a self-proclaimed Christian, even though he was dabbling in the occult, which is <laughs> it's, a, it's a red flag for other reasons. Of yes. course. Uh, false prophet, sure, but someone who admired Jesus and what we see there is that Jesus? He puts his mm. he puts uh, his confidence in the Bible and the Bible alone, time and time again. And we'll take yeah. a look at many of the examples, or just some of them, in the time we have available. Yeah, uh, yeah. Of where Jesus did exactly that. That's right. I, I see here uh, a friend of ours, actually a friend of mine as well, has written, uh, uh, and uh, he says, if I could summarize what he's saying, I only believe in the Bible mm. as a book uh, uh, is the book that speaks the truth. Amen. We can say amen to that. Uh, that's uh, Darren. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, mm, mm. Uh, for, for confirming that. And we believe in the Bible as well. That's right. And thank you, Pastor Darren. Hugh, it's quite interesting how there in verse 26 you say that 
that Jesus actually speaking to them said, hey, wasn't a Messiah supposed to? It's interesting because the word Messiah, they well understood. They were waiting for the Messiah. The prophets of old had talked, talked about the Messiah. The, the scriptures which they had, mm. which we, we, we caught today, the Old Testament, but that was their scripture. You yes. know, spoke about, so he's taking them back into the text and into the writings of the prophets and saying, hey, even that which you believe, it actually had, you know, it actually had been fulfilled in your mm. very eyes. You, how can you not see it? <laughs> it's quite interesting. But but then I'm thinking, Pastor Hugh, there might be a person listening there and, and wondered. So why are you calling this the Old Testament? Just just something that I thought I'd just throw in there because you never know who's listening. Mm. What's this business of the Old? Mm. Is is it? Was it really old? <laughs> uh, well, I, it's certainly old for us, isn't oh, right. it? In terms of its venerability right. uh, and its reliability, okay. it, it is it is time proven and tested. Okay. And it's old in that sense. Right. But it's it's also old in the sense that it comes before Jesus, before ah, his incarnation, right, that is, of right, course. Right, right, right. Uh, because, of course, we understand from what all the scripture has to point out, and it's taken in its totality, that Jesus was uh, you know, God in human flesh, Emmanuel. Yes. God with us. Yes, yes. Um, that's how close God wants to be with each one of us. Amen. And and He kept the Old Testament close to Him because okay. these were they that spoke of Him. The Old Testament uh, was was forever looking forward uh-huh. to the day that Messiah, Mashiach, or or the Anointed One, right. Jesus Himself, would come mm. and uh, and fulfill all the many prophecies concerning Him. Yes. Uh, and and thus through Him we would have hope and. Uh, certainty and security for the future. Wonderful. Uh, that the New Testament also talks about uh, as it relates to his life and the time that to come ahead. But both Old and New Testament, New Testament in the sense that, you know, it, it's it's from the time of Christ onwards, um, that both of those testaments are actually like one great big testament. The whole mm. Bible, all Scripture, says yes. the Apostle Paul, yes. is God-breathed. It's inspired Amen. of God. Amen. And, and uh, is useful for every aspect of the Christian's life. And so yes. um, it's important for us to take all the Scripture into account and understand that uh, it, it helps us in our relationship with Jesus, draw yes. closer to Him, and be ready for that beautiful tomorrow He has in mind for each one of us. Amen. And we're, we're about to go on a break, uh, Pastor Hugh, and um, uh, you've shared with us some solid stuff and have uh, 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 clarified a number of things as well as have helped us to see that Jesus trusted in the Old Testament, the uh, scriptures uh, of his time. Uh, mm. And that's amazing to see. Mm. Uh, so let's come to a short break uh, and uh, we'll be back on the topic. Uh, for those who are listening, friends, we do have a wonderful giveaway, but I will let you know how to get this free giveaway shortly. So please uh, stay with us. Thank you for those who have written to us. We are so thankful, Keith, Darren, and many others. We are hoping that uh, you can write to us, ask a question, prayer request. Uh, just let us know that you're listening. Hey, that will put a smile onto our face. Uh, so we're thankful. Once again, the number is 04-888-80811. So let's come to a, a song by, uh, uh, by Forbes, and, um, Forbes and Family, Which Way Will You Choose?, and then after that, we will let you know how to get this free giveaway. But first of all, let, 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 let me share something amazing. Looking for an easy way to share a program with a friend? Tell them about the free Faith FM app where they can easily listen to hundreds of programs and podcasts. That's right. 
please do share that Faith FM app. Let your friends know that there is actually a Faith FM website as well that they can actually browse. Let them know that hey, if they're struggling to uh, uh, get the um, the the station to uh, work properly with their car because hey, because of frequencies and so forth, uh, that they can actually listen to us live uh, on the Faith FM app. So here's the song once again by Forbes and Family. Which way will you choose? Please, friends, listen to this and listen to the message. Enjoy. To take the reins Saying love will bring us peace If you put your hope in me Renounce the name of Jesus Or be slain Which way will you choose? Which way will you choose? You got everything to gain You got everything to lose Those who cling to the cross will refuse and pay the cost As God redeems his own from the sea of hate Which way will you choose? Which way will you choose? You got everything to gain, you got everything to trust and hope that uh, you choose the way of uh, Christ, the way of salvation, uh, the way of truth. And once again, I did trust that, I, I did promise rather, I should say, that I will let you know the free giveaway for this week. It's a wonderful book uh, titled Four Winds of Revelation, written by Kenneth Cox, a book uh, which I believe it's a must-have. It says here, um, more than 2,000 years ago, the Bible predicted that all of this will, all this would happen. And what is that? That uh, obviously there'll be floods, fires, uh, you know, uh, wars and rumors of wars, and many of which we are witnessing today. Uh, if the Bible was right about this, then what did it say uh, would happen next? That's the question. What would happen next? This book, my friends, uh, The Four Winds of Revelation, it's a must read. So if you would like to uh, get today's offer, all you need to do is 
text the code word SA104 uh, to 04888-80811. Uh, then the Faith FM giveaway board to reply asking for your details so we can actually send that to you. Uh, if you're in South Australia, please include also uh, after that your postcode so we can actually just say, uh, drop by and, and drop that off uh, sh- uh, shortly. Once again, the code word which you need is SA104. So SA, as in the abbreviation for South Australia. Uh, so thank you for doing that. And this is the Faith FM Draft Time, a big Q&A with Fabiano and Pastor Hugh in the studio. And uh, we've been discussing under the theme, Prophecy, the Bible, and Nostradamus. Uh, and uh, the topic, however, for today is a question. Did Christ trust the Old Testament and the ancient prophets? Uh, from what we have just uh, uh, heard and studied together with Pastor Hugh is that truly Jesus believed in the Old Testament, the scriptures which the disciples had, and uh, he quoted um, uh, often the Old Testament and mm. pointed his disciples back to what was written. But let's continue with this uh, and ask the question, well, did he also trust the prophets, uh, Pastor Hugh? What are your thoughts? Yes, certainly. Uh, yes, yes, and amen to all of that, really, Fabiano, <laughs> because uh, from the outset of his ministry, <clears throat> and yes. by the way, um, what I'm going to look at in very quick-fire succession here in the very few short moments we have left, um, you can go back and you can look at various previous programs, not just this week, but previous to this on Faith FM, and right. you'll find there where we've talked extensively many times about the prophecies fulfilled in the life of Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, of which there are 330-plus prophecies wow. fulfilled in the one person's life, uh, and which is phenomenal in itself, isn't it? <laughs> it is. But uh, but you'll also find uh, programs where we talk about where Jesus referred to the Old Testament copiously. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just have a quick look at a few uh, quick-fire examples just here today. Um, so, for example, at the very outset of his ministry, uh, mm-hmm. he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Right. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, set at liberty those who are oppressed, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he says this, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. So this is taken from Luke chapter 4, but Jesus is referring directly to Isaiah 61. And so Jesus is saying, this is being fulfilled in my life, and this is a prophecy from Isaiah, from the prophet Isaiah, that pointed to me. Mm. And this is the whole basis of my entire ministry and everything that he'd go on to do right. uh, that's made such an impact upon so many lives since, including yours and mine. uh, And then, of course, uh, when it comes to what Jesus said in Matthew 11, verse 10, and Luke chapter 7, verse 27, he said, this is he of whom it is written. Wow. Notice he said, it is written. Jesus <laughs> said, it is written many, many times. That's because right. Because he was referring to the Old Testament. Mm. But he says, this is he of whom it is written. Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. So in other words, Jesus was referring to, in context here, right. to a person that would come before Jesus, that would mm-hmm. open up the way for Jesus to come, that would right. point to him reliably, and the people would say, Oh, this person is is uh, has integrity. Uh, they can be relied upon. So their testimony proves for us that Jesus is the Messiah. <clears throat> and of course, he was referring to John the, the one who would come in the spirit of Elijah, <laughs> uh, yes. the one that Malachi had spoken of. And of course, as you pointed out, John the Baptist. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he said there, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare, prepare your way before you, is an exact quotation from Malachi 3. Wow. So, Behold, I send my messenger, he'll prepare the way before me, and so on. So, so clearly, Amazing. and that's Malachi 3 verse 1. Yeah. So clearly, the Old Testament was so much in the heart and mind of Jesus, yes. he would just quote it time and time again, uh-huh. uh, because he knew he could rely upon it, <clears throat> and he would point his listeners to... Uh, the Old Testament, knowing that they could find solace and reliable comfort there as well. 
Mm. Uh, <clears throat> Jesus is the shepherd. Uh, Jesus referred to himself. He said to them, you will all fall away because of me this night. For it is written, notice again, it is it written, is written yeah. I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. Now that talks about what happened to Jesus the night before he died yeah. and how that uh, they came and took him away and the disciples just ran for their lives. They fled into the hills, into mm. the, you know, beyond the garden. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that's referred to there in Matthew twenty six thirty one and Mark fourteen twenty seven for, for those interested at home. Uh, but he's actually quoting directly <clears throat> from Zechariah 13, verse 7. Who was a prophet. Who was yeah. also a prophet before yeah. Christ. Yeah. So so again, we find that Jesus is quoting the prophets. He could have just said, well, I'm going to make, state this on my own authority. <laughs> but he wanted to make it clear yeah. that the Old Testament has the exact same stamp of authority. Mm. It is from God himself. Amen. Um, and uh, so the Old Testament is truly reliable. Yep. Um, or Jesus as the suffering servant. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he says in, sorry again for this cold of mine, but he says in Luke 22 verse 37, he says, for I tell you that this scripture must be fulfilled in me. Wow. And he was numbered with the transgressors for what is written about me has its fulfillment. Mm. Uh, and this is a direct referral back to Isaiah 53 verse 12. And I would just really love for my, my Jewish brothers and sisters and for all of our listeners to tune into Isaiah 53 <clears throat> and you'll find there. Uh, a very clear-cut uh, description of yes. Jesus the Messiah uh, long before he was born, 800 years before he was even born. Yeah. Uh, look, there's so many other examples we could talk about. <clears throat> we could talk about uh, the fact that uh, <clears throat> Jesus referred to Daniel time and time again as a prophet. Uh, and, uh, in fact, he told us that, you know, read the, the prophecies of Daniel. In fact, the, his most famous uh, self-description mm of the Son of Man comes from the book of Daniel, mm. uh, the one he used most wow. commonly for himself. So so he was very au fait with the book of Daniel, and he encourages us to read the book of Daniel. And that free offer you've, you've outlined there talks about Revelation, but the Wonderful. Revelation and Daniel, they go uh, hand in hand. They do, yeah. don't they? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. really important uh, to, to understand that uh, <clears throat> that the Old Testament has reliability and credibility uh, in the eyes of Jesus, and therefore should also have credibility in our eyes as well. Uh, and then just a couple of other quick thoughts on this. Um, it talks, Jesus talks about how he would be betrayed, uh, and he talks about how th- this was fulfilled, and he refers back to, to the Psalms. Um, he talks about this in John 13 mm. uh, and verse 18. Uh, he talks about this in John 15, verse 25. Yes. Uh, and he's actually quoting or referring back to scriptures of how he would be betrayed, written yes. a thousand years before he was born, uh, in Psalm 35, 19, and in Psalm 69, 4. And then finally, one last one, <laughs> just a bonus, is that uh, the crucifixion psalm, how yes. Jesus would die upon the cross. Wow. Even before crucifixion was even known of right. as 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 a form of execution, wow! Because it hadn't been invented by the Romans yet. Yes, and yet uh, David, we mentioned him at the start of our program, right? Oh yes, David <clears throat> wrote as if he was almost there hmm. uh, of how Jesus would die a thousand years later. Uh, and uh, so when when Jesus cried out from the cross, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Uh, certainly felt that way. He was forsaken that we might be forgiven. Isn't that good news for That's us? That's right. Uh, he was actually quoting directly from Psalm 22, the crucifixion psalm. So, so much we could talk about there. But at the end of the day, the Old Testament is reliable. It's credible. Jesus mm. didn't turn to any other source. He didn't right. turn to the Nostradamuses of his day. Yes. He turned to the Old Testament. And so should we. Amen. Friend, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you can tune in tomorrow when Nick and Tracy will also be speaking about how we can understand Bible symbolism. And uh, let us pray together. 
Father, we pray that all of us can choose uh, Jesus and the way of salvation, can trust in the Bible in its entirety, trust in the prophets, trust in the writings of those whom God has used to communicate his message to us. Lead us and guide us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Trust in